Good evening, church. I hope you are doing well, all things considering. On Wednesday nights, uh, during our prayer meeting, we have been walking through the Lord's Prayer verse by verse. And so, uh, in these interesting times, as we're trying to figure out how can we continue to best serve you, how can we continue to best feed you the Word of God, um, I thought it appropriate for as long as we are separated, if you will, unable to gather together, that on Wednesdays, I'll post a video and we'll continue to walk our way through uh, the Lord's Prayer verse by verse as we've been doing in our prayer meeting. Uh, let me remind you that you can access our prayer list um, by signing into Realm. Uh, Ms. Kim posted that yesterday. Uh, that's available to you. Uh, if there's updates, um, names to add, ways that we can be praying for you, uh, don't hesitate to email Kim or email myself or email BJ. Uh, we want to serve you the best that we can um, in these in these interesting days. So if you have your Bibles, uh, hopefully uh, you do, you'll open them to Matthew chapter 6. And so as I said on Wednesday nights, we've been walking through this very slowly, verse by verse. Um, so far we have studied uh, these phrases. Uh, Jesus teaches us to pray, verse 9, pray then like this, Our Father in heaven, our Father in heaven. And then he begins a series of three petitions. Hallowed be your name. That's the first petition. Hallowed be your name. We want to hallow, magnify, make much, set apart the name of God because he is holy. We want to do that through our lives. Last week we looked at the next phrase, your kingdom come. That's the second petition. We are praying and asking for God's rule and reign to be, to be made visible here, to expand, to, to further through us as people. And then the third phrase, the third petition we'll look at tonight, it's your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Your will be done. This is an extension, um, if you will. It further develops the second request for God's kingdom to come. So we're praying for God's kingdom to come, and then we're praying specifically for His will to be done here on earth as it is in heaven, right? That's our desire. We long to see God's reign here on earth as He is already ruling in heaven. Right? We don't want people to submit reluctantly to God's, to God's rule, as if, well, I guess I have no other choice. I need to, to submit to God's rule. No, instead, we want them to joyfully, willingly submit because they're convinced that God is good. Ephesians chapter 1, Ephesians chapter 1, verse 11 says this. This is a really important verse for us in a time like this. It says, In him we have obtained an inheritance having been predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will. Paul is teaching us here in Ephesians 1 that God is working all things according to the counsel of his will. I want you to think about those words for a moment. All things. God is working all things. That all things must include covid 19, right? It includes the coronavirus that is spreading rapidly, not just here in America, but all around the world, right? God is working even that 
out according to the counsel of his will. The question for us is, do we believe that? So when we pray, God, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, we're asking God's will to be accomplished on earth however he determines. We're asking God to accomplish his will according to his purpose, according to the counsel of his will. Right? This certainly includes the blessings of life. Yes and amen. We, we thank God for those blessings, for those wonderful things that he has given to us according to the counsel of his will. But this also means suffering, sacrifice, even death itself. So right now we are praying, God, deliver us from this virus. Remove this virus from us. But we also must pray that this virus would be brought about to the glory of God's will, that God's name would be glorified in this. John Anwuchekwa writes, This prayer for God's presence to be seen and enjoyed is quite startling to a world that prefers for God to be an absentee father that just sends a big support check each month, right? God, just, just give us what I need, but just stay absent. He goes on to say, Because we're sinful, we would prefer God to give us our demands while demanding nothing in return. Right? We love to set the agenda, but Jesus is teaching us that his agenda is far better than ours. I'm reminded of the, the story of a mom had been fixing breakfast for uh, her, her family, and there were two sons there, and she had made a big plate of biscuits, and they were arguing over who would get the most biscuits. And so one of the brothers licked his finger and began to touch the biscuit, saying, that one's mine, that one's mine, that one's mine. His other brother then licked his finger and touched those same biscuits and said, you can have it, you can have it, you can have it. Right, I shared that story not to remind you to practice proper hygiene uh, in these days, as we always should have been doing. But that story illustrates how selfish we can be. That's mine. That's mine. I want it my way. And what Jesus is teaching us here in this prayer is it's not about our kingdom being advanced. It's not about our will being done. It's about the will of God being done in and through us. So here's the question for us, church. What is the implication of this for the church. These first three petitions that Jesus is teaching us to pray, God, the Father, your name be hallowed, your kingdom come, your will be done. What's the implication for us? Two thoughts quickly. Number one is this. It reminds us and shows us and shows those around us that the world exists as a canvas for God's glory. Everything around us from the mountains to the beaches to his creation, everything to his people. It is one massive canvas that exists for the glory of God. One catechism writes, um, what is our only hope in life and death? What is our only hope, whether in life or death? And the answer is this, that we are not our own, that we're not our own, but we belong body and soul, both in life and death, to God and to our Savior, Jesus Christ. Let me remind you, Northside family, you are not your own. 
You don't exist for your glory. You don't exist for your purposes. That your life, both your physical body and your soul, both in your life and even one day in your death, they belong to God so that God the Father receives the glory. So in these unique, trying, difficult, uncertain days, hear me, let us seek to live our lives, to leverage our resources that God has blessed us with for His glory and His honor. Here's the second implication. It reminds us and shows those around us that what we need most in this world is for God to fix what's wrong. We need God. You see, the true problem in the world isn't God's absence from the world. People are maybe thinking today, where's God? Where's God? Why is God allowing this to happen? The problem isn't the absence of God. God is omnipresent. He is all-present. He is sovereign even in the midst of these days. The real problem has become our apathy to God's presence. It's not that God doesn't exist or God's not involved. It's that we have become apathetic to His presence and to His work in our lives. Church, I wonder, I wonder if God isn't giving us this opportunity to just kind of hit the reset button. You know, my brother and I were talking the other day. This isn't just an issue here in America. And hopefully by now you're not downplaying the severity of, of what could become of this if we don't take proper precautions. This is an issue that's going on in China, an issue that's going on in South Korea and Italy and France, around the world, even beginning in South Africa, right? More and more things that are taking place. Could this be God? giving the world an opportunity to hit the reset button so that we refocus our lives upon God and His will. What are we asking for when we pray these three petitions? Hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done. We are asking for the King of Kings to come and rule. We are asking that the King of Kings Come, make his presence known and rule in us, through us, and rule to the ends of the earth. We are asking that God come and take his rightful position in our church and the world. John Anwuchekwa in his book on prayer writes, Prayer recalibrates our compasses. This prayer that we're praying in this, in this Lord's Prayer recalibrates our compasses and synchronizes our watches so that we're all headed in the same direction. That's good. This prayer, your kingdom come, hallowed be your name, your will be done, is an opportunity for us to bring and to come together in unity. And it reminds us that no matter our circumstances, rich or poor, old or young, married or single, whether you're in the majority or the minority, we all need the same thing. We need the presence of God. As I mentioned Sunday at the end of the worship service, church, don't waste this opportunity. It's going to be unique. We're going to spend more time, at least over these next couple weeks, and it could be longer, more scattered than gathered. Don't waste this opportunity. 
Use it to pick up the phone and call other brothers and sisters in Christ. Use this as an opportunity to pray with each other over the phone to maybe consider ways that you can meet together through a video conference. Maybe gathering with two or three others if you're you're all healthy, you know, and in, in, in a place where maybe you can even spread out a little bit just to pray together. Right? We want to do our part. We want to limit the spread of this virus, but ultimately we know that God's in control. So church, let us pray. Father, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done. Would you pray with me? Lord God, we do indeed live in uncertain times and days. God, I pray for my Northside family, those that maybe are watching this from uh, their living room, maybe, God, watching it uh, from their bedroom, maybe listening to this, uh, Lord, somewhere else. Father, we know your presence is with us. Lord, help us as a church, help uh, the leadership of this church, Father, to best serve our people in these interesting days. God, help us to have faith that is rooted in who you are, grounded in the promises of your word. God, strengthen our children at this time, strengthen our students, strengthen our families, strengthen our seniors, strengthen our widows, strengthen our marriages. God, as we spend these days scattered, may it give us a greater desire for your church. May it give us a greater sense of appreciation, God, for the blessings that we have to gather together as the body of Christ. Lord, we do in all things want to, to glorify you. Lord, your will be done in us, through us, in our blessings, in our sufferings, in our life, in our death, through our body, through our soul. Oh God, you be glorified, we pray, for you are worthy of it all. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Northside family, we love you. We're praying for you. Please, if you have any needs, let us know. Thank you.